Welcome to the Free to Laugh and Think for Yourself podcast. I'm Doc. And I'm his wife, Rebecca. Join us as we take a unique look at current events, marriage, and the supernatural. To say that we're tired would be an understatement. It's been a very long week. <laughs> but I feel like we've said that every podcast episode now. Well, It's yeah. kind of just the life of a parent, you know. But it, but we record on Sundays. Particularly and a so parent Sundays, with, with the young people. Yeah, Sundays are a lot because we go to church. And then you we think come we'll home be this we tired when we have teenagers? Probably. As soon as they I'll can drive, I'll be like, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm going to bed. <laughs> no, really? You're just going to send them off driving while you go to sleep? I, you know, I trust my children. Wow. I think by the time our children are 16 and they can drive, I will just, you know. Our son is really into Lightning McQueen. And you want him driving? Maybe I'll find another responsible parent and let them <laughs> ride with our kids and we can sleep. A responsible parent. <laughs> Uh, as this irresponsible, so like, ah, forget it. Oh, I gotta, yeah, <laughs> catch up on the Z's. <laughs> How old will I be when they're teenagers? I don't know. You'll be in your 50s, I guess. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. Well, your body is only so old as you treat it, you know? Yeah. If you treat your body young and you take care of your body, you'll be fine. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> so we thought today, uh, we thought we'd talk a little bit about your work. You have an interesting line of work yes and these are on the spot questions which i'm not even prepared for i don't even have any questions written down i'm just gonna ask you stuff that people ask me oh okay great so you're a doula yes i'm a doula not a midwife (laughs) not a midwife that's the first thing so what's the difference so the midwife catches the baby i am not authorized to catch your baby i tried to catch our babies did i yeah okay so baby number two i was going to catch but things didn't work out with <laughs> our our son ended up being in the room with us. So I'm holding him while yes. baby number two is coming out. Yes. It was that was a wild trip. It was a wild <laughs> It was. It was Shout different. out to the nurses who were just like, yo, there's a kid here. Well, that's great. We'll just keep on doing our thing. They yeah. they weren't even phased, which is really a testament to how the hospital works. But anyways, that's a whole other story. And shout out to our son who was not phased. You know, 3 a.m. And he just thought it was the biggest adventure of his life. It probably <laughs> has been up to this point. Yeah, so I am not authorized to catch a baby. Midwives go through, I don't know exactly how many years, but I want to say it's like 10 years of training. And they learn things like, you know, how to resuscitate a baby how to help mom if she bleeds out. They have actual medical equipment. They can do a lot of things that I have not even the faintest idea how to do. <laughs> okay. So then what does a doula do? So a doula is there for support of the mom, um, emotional support, also physical support. You know, if baby gets stuck, we have tricks. I can, help I can hear rotate. all the guys right now going <laughs> emotional support. Give me a break. Well, you try to birth a baby with no emotional support and then tell me about it. <laughs> it is a good point though. You know, why would you hire someone to give you emotional support? Because birth is a very emotional process. It's a very long process, especially for first babies. You know, birth can take one, two, three days. So it's a marathon and you want someone there who is able to support you in that. I mean, you have wrestlers in a ring, right? And they have their people in their corner, you know, cheering them on, giving them tips, all the things. Well, how much more do you need that when you're actually bringing life into this world? So I'm Wait, there to are you, are you, you on. comparing wrestling to giving birth? 
sort of. I'm all right. You know. So my <laughs> dear old pal Tobias, <laughs> if you're listening right now, you have accomplished the equivalent of giving birth. That is not what I said. <laughs> what I I said, if wrestlers need emotional support, how much more do women in labor? So yes, I'm there for emotional support. I also have a lot of tricks. I am trained in physiological birth, which means that I know how to help your body work with itself as opposed to against itself. Um, hospital settings especially are notorious for just pumping you full of all the drugs and using all the tools to aggressively birth the baby. We don't want that. We want you to have a peaceful, calm environment. So if your baby gets stuck in a certain position and needs to turn, or if you get really tired, anyways, I have all of these tricks up my sleeve that I can do to just help you have a physiological birth. So it's more peaceful for you and the baby. What made you want to become a doula? Well, I actually started out with postpartum work, which is super fun. I support women after they give birth, um, come into your home, cook for you, clean for you, help you, you know, sort through your birth experience, um, give you resources for mental health. Those are just a few of the things. But when my son was born, you know, obviously it was my first child and the first four months I was like, wow, I have no support system. So my whole family is back or most of my family is back in Washington state. And we had our son in the middle of shutdown. (laughs) So we didn't have a lot of friends, you know, coming over. Also, most of our friends didn't have kids. Yeah, but it was just a weird time for the world. You know, we just didn't have, like, I just had birthed a baby, but I didn't have, you know, someone that I could just call on to come over and help, you know, or even just to give me a break so that I could take a moment to breathe. It was just a lot. And I was very overwhelmed. And in the middle of this, I heard about postpartum doulas. And I was like, oh my gosh, this sounds absolutely amazing. So I fell in love with that idea. And then I just wanted to help other women. So I started out in postpartum work and then um, gradually moved into birth work. If you hear that ting, it's her wedding ring on a glass jar. Nobody heard that, babe. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure they did. (laughs) So when... You found out you were pregnant. You said you wanted a doula. And I was like, I don't want to pay for that. And, we, you know, found out that our friend is a doula. I'm glad that we did. It, it was good for me uh, because what you do and what she did was come over and actually did a couple of coaching sessions. Yes. And when things, uh, you know, when things happened in the hospital, then I had an idea of what was going on. I didn't have to try to piece things together in the heat of the moment I was ahead of the curve and that actually helped me as a dad to not freak out you know I uh, you know for example and this is kind of a it might gross somebody out it won't actually gross out anybody I take that back (laughs) you are strong (laughs) listeners strong people it's the only people that listen to our show our son takes his first poo and it comes out just black as black which would have been kind of a red flag you know otherwise but I remembered from the coaching that that was normal so I didn't freak out I didn't tell you and I just went along with my day yeah that's great yeah it was great yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean I remember it you know but that's important because there's so many things that happen when you have a newborn especially when you have your first newborn and you're like uh what's happening are they okay you just have so many questions yeah 
it is helpful to have somebody be like, this is what you can expect with your baby. So what would your advice be for someone, you know, I think you're most helpful, especially with the first time mom, but you know, Thank you. you also help with, yes, you know, I do if, second if you've had seven. Yeah, absolutely. She'll be there. Absolutely. I think every, every woman for every birth can benefit from a doula because every birth is different. You don't, I mean, you literally don't know what's going to happen. Well, like your body you said, reacts differently. It, it's, it's like a whole new birth. You also don't know how long it might be. Right. We had, what was it? Two days? That last one? I had a birth that was two days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's long uh, for both of us. Yes. Because I was with both of our kids for two days there. Yes. Uh, that first day was good. And then the second day, <laughs> we were all wanting mom to come home. But you just don't know. That was yeah, you point. have no idea. Yeah. Right. And so it helps to have someone there who is with you the whole time, too. Because especially if you give birth in a hospital, you have nurses on rotation. So the person who checks you in at the hospital is most likely not going to be the person who is there when you give birth. Yeah. So it helps to have someone that you know, because you don't know any of the hospital staff, um, someone that you know who can support you in the birth, and then someone who is there for the whole process. I mean, I, you know, I am there for... I have major FOMO anyways. <laughs> so um, I've had to learn how to not rush as soon as a woman says I'm in labor to not just rush to her side immediately because it is going to be a long process. But I have major FOMO. So I am there with you because I, <laughs> if something happens, I want to be there to support you. I'll definitely pump the brakes on the FOMO because I don't want you leaving unless you absolutely have to. Yeah, I have learned that I don't have to be there for every single contraction, you know. <laughs> um, but I just, it, it, it's exciting. I'm like, oh, we're going to have a baby. This is amazing. I love baby days. They're, they're just the best. Uh, if someone's out there, they're first time mom, and they're like, well, I don't need a doula because I'm going to have the baby's daddy at my side. Ooh. Well, I love dads. I mean, dads are obviously important. Yeah. They're half of this equation. And I did well. You did. But dads, first off, are not women. It, really? It, <laughs> yes. I don't know. Have you it, checked Twitter well, lately? you know, we're not, we won't go down that soapbox. <laughs> it helps to have a woman. Did you say we're not going to go down that soapbox? I did. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> it helps to have a woman because women understand women's emotions, right? Guys, guys don't understand women's emotions. So just in the basic sense of having another woman present for the birth is helpful. Also, you don't know how a dad is going to react. Some dads do great. You know, they are like champions. They are so supportive. They are with you every step of the way. They hold you, whatever. Some dads pass out. <laughs> Some dads, how do I put this nicely? They end up being really worthless and you can't find them. You don't know where they went. They just disappear. So it helps to have someone there who you know, one, you know, can understand you from a woman's perspective, um, who can help you if if your loving amazing dad passes out or needs a moment to breathe or whatever I'm there to support him in that and to support mom while he takes a moment also I'm a birth professional dads 99% of dads don't know birth you know they're not trained in birth they don't know what's going on so if something unexpected happens understandably dad might freak out a little bit understandably he's not going to know you know, what is going on or the best way to support or advise mom. So I am there to help 
the mom, right, with the unexpected because I'm trained in birth. I know the different scenarios that are going to pop up. Um, if the nurses come in and they present you with five options and you don't have any idea what you want to do, I can help walk you through that so that you can make the most informed decision for yourself. Who are these dads that are passing out? There are dads that pass out. It happens. Why? Because birth is a crazy process. I well, mean, you have a true. human coming out of you, so <laughs> everyone reacts differently to it, you know? I guess. I don't know. Some dads cry, some dads faint. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, so when our son was born, uh, he was child number one, it took a while. How many hours was that? It was 15 hours of labor. I mean, it okay. was 24 hours total, but it was 15 hours of like being at the hospital in labor. Yeah, and you went into labor at about 11 at night? It was 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Okay, I found out about 11. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca said, you know, you might want to cancel your plans for tomorrow. What I said was, so I, I technically I started labor at noon, and then he was born at like 1 p.m. the next day. So it was 24 hours. Okay. And what I said to you at 8 p.m. was, I think this baby's going to come tomorrow. But you took that as, we're going to go to bed and have a <laughs> full night's sleep and then get up at like 7 or 8 a.m. and just yeah. nicely go to the hospital. Yeah. And that's not what happened. We went to the hospital at 11 p.m. Yeah, that was brutal because I was, I was getting ready to go to bed. So, right. Yeah, we, we get to the hospital and, you know, we're up for a number of hours. But our doula showed up and, man, she knocked it out. She I, was a champ. She was seven months pregnant at the time. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also very pregnant. And she, you know, she was able to really help Rebecca when I was completely just gone. <laughs> yeah. You know, as much as I wanted to be there and be supportive, it was just the wrong time of day. It's a taxing job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, I'm very grateful on that end as well. So let's say the worst happens and there is an emergency. What do you do in that case? So I shift gears from being there for like physical support, you know, all that to really emotional support and just making sure that the mom is okay and that whoever is there in her birth room is okay as well. Um, recently I had a birth where the mom, it did end up in an emergency situation and she got hauled off to the OR. So I was there to make sure that baby was okay. Um, I, I briefly held the baby while the doctors were doing all that they needed to do. And I held the baby so that the dad could be by the mom's side. Um, and then after all that was taken care of, I helped to explain to the family what was going on because they didn't know, <laughs> right? All of a sudden you have a baby and then it was like the emergency team rushed in and it was just chaos. So I'm there to help the family just kind of process what's happening you know, assure them that mom is going to be fine. It's not a life-threatening emergency, um, you know, but here's what it's going to look like. So just kind of decompress that. And then I stay until mom gets back from the OR, you know, just to make sure that she's okay. And that's my, always my end goal is that when I leave, I make sure that mom is in a good place. You know, she's in good hands. And then, you know, the hospital staff or the midwife or whoever is with her can, can take over and take, take care of her from there. Well, and so I know that you're very big on the spiritual aspect also of what happens with birth. Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on what you're seeing out there right now? Yes. Well, one of the reasons that I became a doula, probably the, besides wanting to help women, the other major part of this, especially in the birth world, the reason I became a doula is because the birth world right now, for whatever reason, 
is just really hippy dippy supernatural weird it, it you know it's like we are goddesses and like you know we tune into the whatever i don't even know now your instagram is your holistic doula yes that sounds hippy dippy yes <laughs> <laughs> so explain the difference okay right so hol- holistic does not mean that I'm over here, you know, burning sage or inviting the spirits into my space or whatever. I'm talking about holistic from just a purely natural point of view, right? I I want you to have the best physiological birth. I, you know, I mean, if you want to have all the, you know, stuff and the drugs and like more power to you, but my area of expertise is natural childbirth. So, Okay. That that's all I'm talking about. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. you with our first child, and I don't remember if it was the second one also, but you went no drugs. Correct. Completely. Yeah. And I held to that. Yes. So so one thing that you help the moms do is put together a birth plan. Yes. And then the doula gets a copy of the birth plan. I got a copy. Well, not of the clients, but yeah. <laughs> of yours. Right, right. And then uh then you give one to the, the midwife. Yes. So that was helpful, but I mean, I stuck to it because you told me ahead of time, I do not want any help of any kind right? outside of, you know, the help that we give you. Right. No drugs. Right. Do you still hold to that or are you a little bit more flexible? For myself? For yourself. Oh, I still hold to that. Okay. No drugs. No drugs. Okay. (laughs) So what was the one that we were kind of thinking? Oh, epidural. So what exactly is an epidural and why did you refuse it? So an epidural, it goes in your spine and it is a painkiller. Okay. And it is a narcotic. So it'd be like a, a injected uh, ibuprofen type thing into your spine? Because it's meant to relax you, right? Yes, it's meant to relax you, but it also makes it so you it numbs you so you don't feel any pain. And it, yes, it is the strongest drug that they can give you. I could pretty much use that every day. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So I didn't want an epidural because first off, I don't do great with drugs. I've just, I, anytime I've ever had any kind of drug, I just do not, my body does not react well to it. So I didn't want it because. Except crack. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I didn't want it because I was not sure how my body would react to it. The other reason I didn't want an epidural is it does contain certain levels of fentanyl. Oh, wow. And it, it just, and it can depend. No, this is a whole. I was going to joke about that. <laughs> this is a whole thing that I'm, a rubbish I'm not going to go down right now. But there are different types of epidurals and there's different ingredients anyways. But yes, epidurals can and do contain actual narcotics. Jeez. So I was like, I don't really want that. It, again, it's not like high levels necessarily, but you know, it's there. I don't want to freak people out, but have women actually died from epidurals? Yes. Epidurals are not 100% side effect free because they put it in your spine. Mm -hmm. So there's always the chance that something funky and crazy can happen there. You know, you could be paralyzed, you know? So that was another thing that I did not want to risk. Well, yeah, I didn't want you paralyzed either. Right. I mean, now women have epidurals all the time and they're fine. I'm not here to hate on epidurals. Wouldn't that be the worst? (laughs) But for myself, I did not... I did not want to take those chances. I come home, you know, and not only do I have to take care of a baby, but now I have to take care of a handicapped wife. And it was shut down. (laughs) 
So I had so I had the first birth unmedicated, second birth unmedicated. Great. So that is my now the second birth it, it was what six hours. Yeah, the second birth I labored most of the time through the night, and then it was just three hours of the hospital. Yeah, that so was a long very night. Fast. Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh man, yeah. can you can you keep it down? With the second one, I actually reached the point where I would not have. I, I was so far along they wouldn't have given me an epidural anyways. Oh okay. But yeah, so I you know I'm I'm more of the holistic side of it. And, and again, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to get into birth work is because there's just, there's so much weird, crazy stuff going on right now. And I saw this need for not just Christian doulas, but spirit filled, supernaturally aware doulas. There's just, there's a lot of gray happening just with so many different topics, you know, hypnobirthing and all this stuff where there's Christians that are being led to believe that things are innocent or harmless. But if you're walking in Holy Spirit power, you can see through the deception. You can see that these things are not safe for Christians necessarily. And then also just moms in general, Christian moms wanting doulas who aren't all into the crazy spirit things. You know, they don't, they don't want someone, they want a doula, but they don't want someone in their birth space who is, you know, setting up some kind of a altar or something <laughs> Yeah, for sure. in their home, you know, or burning sage or, you know, like opening their chakras or whatever the case may be. There's just so many things happening right now. Oh. So I, I saw this need for Christian doulas and for spirit filled Christian doulas. So that, that was really the reason that I, is that what you market yourself at? As? Well, my tagline on Instagram is the demon slaying doula. Oh, so. <laughs> really? Oh, I didn't know that. I do believe in holistic things, but I also am very open to the supernatural. Yeah, sure. I've seen Jesus. you. Yeah. I've seen you kick a demon butt or two out yes. there. Yes. It's always hot. Oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Well, demon slayer, what whatever. Say? Yeah. Demon slayer doula here. Yeah. Yes. You're able to really uh, power through. And I agree with that. Like, that was nice. You know, our uh, our friend who's the doula. Oh, man. She's also, she's, you know, very, very. She's very hippy-dippy. And very hippy-dippy, but also. With Jesus. Su <laughs> yeah, super in the supernatural. Yes. And we were able to go to bat for you in the spirit. Yes. You and know, birth, that really helped. Yes. Birth is a spiritual. It's such a spiritual event and i think a lot of people don't realize this uh -huh. but it is such a spiritual event and you if you're a christian you don't want certain things in your birth space and you know i mean i've had births where i show up and i'm like what is going on and things just don't feel right especially in a hospital setting with all kinds of stuff going on you just don't know what's going on in the atmosphere so i have gone into you know birth spaces with fellow Christian believers. And I've just started like under my breath, praying in the spirit, <laughs> um, you know, or I've, I've just had to ask the Lord for wisdom. You know, the nurses have come in, presented some things to the mom. The mom looks at me and doesn't really know what to do. And I just take a moment and just ask Holy Spirit. Okay. You know, I need discernment. You know, what's the best thing to do in the situation? How can I help advise this mom? So for me specifically as a doula, I'm, I'm there. Yes. The traditional doula things support you emotionally, physically, all that. But I also bring Jesus with me <laughs> and Holy Spirit with me to help me help you birth your baby. 
So for the mom out there right now that's thinking, well, maybe I should be looking at different hospitals. Is that a thing or, you know, is every hospital just pretty much the same? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Every hospital is different for women who are in, you know, rural areas. I, I feel for them because you usually only have one hospital to, to go to and home birth is not a cheap thing. So I feel for the women who don't necessarily have the money to go have a ba- their baby at home if they want to do that and then they have to go to a hospital that is a tricky situation but for those who live with more options in their area there is this really awesome website it's called the leapfrog group and they have ratings for all the hospitals in the nation not just for maternal care but for like any any situation okay you're looking at but specifically for maternal care, they break down things like the cesarean rate and just the general intervention rate, which is actually really important when you're looking at a place to give birth because it shows you not just the base number of you know how many cesareans they perform a year, but it shows you their general approach to the woman, right? If their cesarean rate is like 40%, that, that's a horrible number. <laughs> and you know that they are very medically minded they are just really treating women like a thing. Well, um, let me ask you this. Does the hospital make more money if they do a C-section? Of course. Okay. so yeah. they... I mean, nobody makes money. If you just walk into a hospital and just give birth unassisted or, or, or with no interventions, nobody makes money off of that. Okay. Right? Everything yeah, that didn't. they do, every drug they give you, yeah. sure. every intervention, you know, That was why I appreciated it. them not giving me a hard time when I said you don't want any drugs. Right. Because I knew that they'd be cashing in on that. Yes. It Maybe is a not cow. a ton, yeah. but it is some. Yeah, it all adds up. So definitely they make a lot of money off of a cesarean. So if they have a high cesarean rate, you know that they are more or less viewing women as a way to make money and their babies too. So I, I would look for, you know, you want to have a low cesarean rate. Just in general, you want the intervention rates to be low. And the LeapFrog website, they have what the numbers should be. So there is an across-the-board number for every intervention. I believe it is put out by the WHO. And it is, you know, in a healthy environment, what your average cesarean rate should be, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how they're gauging the hospital. So I would honestly go to that website and we'll take it in the show notes. Um, go to that website and just look, put in your hospital that you're thinking of giving birth at and just look at their rates and just see how they compare to the national averages to the who's recommendations. Okay. And then what about like Facebook groups? Is, can you do like a local birthing Facebook group or oh, something? Oh yeah. Is There's there... so like every area has some kind of Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing that I would add when you're looking for a place to give birth is stalk your doctors, <laughs> stalk your hospitals, stalk your nurses you mean, on social media. You mean, oh, yeah. So not have more. No, 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 no. Yeah. So put okay, them on a shelf. Not legally stalk them. Okay. Look, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to be like flagged over here. Yeah. <laughs> Check them out on social media. So if, if you have an, if you have an OB that you're like, I think I want to go with this OB, put them into social media because people reveal everything on social media that they're not necessarily going to reveal to you in the, in their office. Um, you know, they will reveal a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them will have their political leanings on social media. 
One thing that I always find disturbing is whenever there is an OB who is not just pro-choice, but very pro-abortion. Um, that is a red flag to me because it says that that doctor in particular has probably performed abortions before. So do you want someone delivering your baby who has also performed abortions? Sure. You know, do you want Dr. Death bringing in life? Right. Do you want that of your nurses? You know, and so one thing that you can do is you can go on a lot of hospitals, a lot of, you know, different nurse groups and whatever the case may be, they have social media accounts. So just do a general Google search, right, for your hospital in your area. And you will eventually end up <laughs> with different accounts specifically for that for that hospital, but you, it'll give you a feel of the nurses that work there, right? Are they generally happy? Are they, do they tend to be like kind of rude on social media? You know, um, how are they responding to their commenters, right? When people present a different opinion, do the nurses generally want to engage in conversation or do they shut it down? You know, are they belligerent? You know, things like that, right? People reveal their true selves on social media. So that it's kind of a, non-traditional way <laughs> to approach where you might give birth or even to just prepare yourself for the general feel of the staff that works at a certain location. But I have found it definitely to be helpful. Yeah, that's great. All right. Any closing thoughts? I mean, I could talk about birth all day, but I think that covers it for now. <laughs> okay. I could uh, ta hear you talk about it all day because I have no choice. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, I do try to have, you know, birth worker friends who. Um, but I, I, I appreciate being knowledgeable on the subject. Yes. Who can listen to me without me having to just bore you? Well, yeah. And I, I mean, but I appreciate there are that guys. Yeah. And there's guys who ask questions. Yeah. You know. I mean, birth happened. Like everybody who's come into this world has been birthed. So. Well, not necessarily. There were some created in labs. Okay. <laughs> people aren't ready for that one okay. um so you know yes it helps for people to know have a general <laughs> the idea, majority right? of humanity has been birthed to have a general idea about birth aside from hollywood oh are you saying that like on the average tv show oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh what did we just watch we just watched something where this this woman i think it was blue bloods i think so yeah and she was just standing there just doing absolutely nothing yeah and then all of a sudden she's like oh my gosh i think my water broke and then she's like in full-blown labor just out of absolutely nowhere and everybody freaks out and, and like, i'm just counting so down in my head until like how how quick is it going to be until rebecca says something here it wasn't very long. No, it wasn't long at all. It was there was right after that thought. There was something that we watched where it was actually a bit more realistic. I think it was an episode of Seinfeld. Um, no, it was Home Improvement, and this one gal. Oh, that was close. The what? What's the neighbor? The neighbor's name? Wilson. Wilson. Yeah. So Wilson ended up delivering a baby. Now it wasn't. You know, all it wasn't very realistic as far as that goes, but. They actually had her like suffering. And for usually a bit. the baby's and like. Wilson like uh, grabbed a coat. And oh, okay. what, you know, it was like, okay. They, they you extended know. it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And then the baby's always like a few months old. Right. Yeah. Like a six month old baby just came. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? You know, this is, this is probably a topic for another day, but how Hollywood has really not benefited the birth world or women in general. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. If, with, you, if with, you're going to go with women know. in general, that would be a whole episode. Actually, it might be a series, but. Well, we can 
we can talk about no, that. No, we don't need to do a series on that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a series. I want to keep the series. guys around too. All right. Well, that's awesome. So if people want to ask you more questions about birthing and whatnot or potentially talk to you about doula type stuff, uh, where can they contact you? I'm on Instagram. You can find me at your.holistic.doula. Okay, great. And you should head on over to doc.kennedy.substack.com and sign up there, please. That's kind of where we're keeping the hub for all things this podcast and comedy. So, uh, yeah, if you could do that, doc.kennedy.substack.com. I will not be hounding you. I promise. Two emails at the most per week. At the very most. Usually it's one. But, you know, uh, yeah. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter or X, as Elon's now calling it, uh, it's the Doc Kennedy or TikTok, the Doc Kennedy. I just realized, I think you're the first comedian podcast to ever have an episode on birth. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that we're straight up comedy either. I mean, look at our previous subjects. Yeah, we, this is not, we have, yeah. This is free to laugh and think for yourself. Yes. Which we've done way more thinking for ourselves we than, have. than laughing. Yes. That's why I tried to throw in a few, you know. The thinking, the thinking to me is more Throw in a little though. humor. You are the comedy, I am the brain. Well, I like to lighten it up a little bit too. It's great. You know, but I could just like go down a rabbit trail for. We should hours. do like a, a episode just full of the cuts that you've made me pull. Oh That's my. just me. No. Me with the- <laughs> no, those will never see the light of day. You need to delete them off of your. Off of what? Computer. Off of my computer. <laughs> delete them. I'm going to save them. No. I'm gonna, I'll have them for a rainy day. Oh my gosh. I'll cash them in at some point. Oh my little gosh. little blackmail in the marriage. Spice things up. Is, is that legal? Is that legal in God's eyes? Is that is that a sin? Is that legal? In How God's would that eyes? be? Is that a sin to blackmail your wife? Well, only if I'm like oh, podcast hey, clips. <laughs> unless you give me money, I'm going to release these clips, <laughs> which aren't even offensive. You just don't like them. <laughs> uh, well, maybe offensive. Yes, I like I, yeah, we, we don't want to make all the enemies here. You know. All the enemies? All the enemies. Just some. Just some. <laughs> you know, it's inevitable to have some, but we don't even have them all. All right. Well, I'll take what we can. They're still fans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like they say, you know, all publicity is good publicity. There you go. <laughs>